But the first time I go to meet him, I introduce myself like, hey, I'm your Meraki. I see. He goes, oh, yeah. Hey, I just listened to you on a podcast this morning. <laughs> <And it> was, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. I've never had that happen to me before. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 33 of ConfT with URSC, recorded Tuesday, May 19th, 2020. A quick reminder that the thoughts and opinions expressed here are our own, and to please consult with Cisco TAC or Cisco Certified Partners before implementing any of the recommendations made on this show. I am your host, Brian Young, and I'm here with my bolsterous co-host, Brian Boyd. How you doing, sir? Doing well, Brian. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for being on. You know you're always on here. You're my... You're my uh, you're my uh, partner in crime here with this. Um, so, yeah, we'll dive right into this one. This was a lot of fun uh, to record. We had our special guest uh, from a previous episode on here, Ryan Harami, our Meraki, uh, Meraki rep extraordinaire, uh, to discuss the newest launch from the Meraki, uh, the Meraki headquarters there is the Meraki Adaptive Policy. And if you hadn't heard about this, don't be... Don't be upset about it. I didn't even hear about it until I was listening to someone else's podcast, uh, the Meraki Unbox podcast. Um, so I quickly got Ryan on here so we could kind of dive into it and talk about it and get it on uh, on this show. But uh, I think you'll be quite pleased to see with the stuff that's coming out of Meraki, especially when it comes to security on the access layer. So without further ado, let's uh, hop into show number 33. All right. We are here with Ryan Harami. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing great, guys. Fantastic. So for those who have been long list, longtime listeners of the show, Ryan has been a guest on here before. But for those who have never heard your voice before, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do here at Cisco. Yeah, so I am a Meraki sales specialist. So uh, I am a Meraki expert, if you will. I've been with the company for a little over seven and a half years, done a bunch of different jobs from uh TAC, right? Uh, internal Meraki TAC to inside sales out in San Francisco and now out here on the East Coast, uh, continuing to sell Meraki. Nice. Yeah. It seems like every uh, every year you have a new role here at, uh, <laughs> at Cisco yeah. and within Meraki. <laughs> Keep evolving, adapt, improvise, overcome. <laughs> nice. But yet somehow you still always stay attached to our team, even though you've been in San Francisco and now you're in Boston. Somehow you still have that link to Connecticut. You just can't yeah. seem to shake. Magnetic personalities. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Ryan, for joining us today. Um, we wanted to bring you on to talk about uh, a new Cisco Meraki kind of launch, I guess. Um, this is the Meraki adaptive policy. I, I will admit that I first heard about it on a customer call and then recently on a Meraki Unboxed podcast. Um, but, and of course, when I did and I started hearing what it was, what it can do and what it's capable of, I was like, hey, we need to start talking about this. We need to put this on our show. Called you in, Ryan. So why don't you just give me an overview here of what Meraki Adaptive Policy is, and then we can kind of go a little bit deeper into you know what it's not and then where, where it fits. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, on the Meraki side, this is a pretty exciting launch for us uh, for for a few reasons, right? So Cisco has long had this story of segmentation and security, uh, and 
Meraki has never really been a huge part of that uh, when it comes to things like TrustSec, right? And the reason behind that was because our platforms didn't have the technology to fully support that within Cisco. So uh, we'll get into the little technical details here in a bit. But um, with the advent of not only our newest access points, right, but also our newest switch, the MS390, we now have that technology to uh, to accomplish that. Um, we could have just said, hey, we we can now understand this trust sex story, right? But in true Meraki fashion of, of our goal is to simplify everything, right? We wanted to take that technology and put our own spin on it, right? So um, that is kind of the, the construct of adaptive policy. And when you finally get to see a demo of this, right? And obviously not in this format, but when you get to see a demo of this, you really start to understand the power of it. But we'll try to talk through it in some high levels here. So in, in essence, right, adaptive policy is all about making your security policies uh, extremely scalable, right? So um, I'll, we'll just give you an example here, right? So if you are um, a, a corporate campus environment, right, and maybe you have 30 different offices around the country that you're responsible for managing, right? If you look at the security structure of that, uh, each and every office is going to have its own IP schemes. It's going to have its own firewall policies, ACLs, etc. right? And, and traditionally, um, you might have some similar constructs between them, right? You might have a data VLAN, a voice VLAN, maybe an IoT VLAN, right? Um, but you are typically managing those policies on a site-by-site basis, and any changes that you want to make have to flow down um, to each and every one of those sites. And they're based on things that are going to change site-by-site, right? Things like IP addresses, right? So um, it, it basically can take a relatively simple construct like, hey, I want to deny guests from my internal VLANs and turn it into hours of work, right? So with Meraki Adaptive Policy, we started to look at what are the really strengths of Meraki, right? Managing distributed systems. Um, if we have a system that understands what this thing called the secure group tags, right, and can enforce policy based on this tag, as opposed to by an IP address, then we can have this uniform policy that gets rolled out to all of those locations. So the the true end goal of this is to make uh, the Meraki dashboard that one source of truth for all of your policies, and you have one place to define policy that flows down into every single site. So yeah, especially when we're talking about software-defined access or SDA, right, we the idea here, especially in a, in a campus environment or multiple campus environment where you have various subnets and, of course, every site is a little bit different, when you try to manage a network just based on ACLs and say, okay, I want to uh, restrict traffic from this VLAN to talking to this VLAN, when you make a change in that environment, like making the, the, the subnet larger uh, or moving things around, that that can break those ACLs. And it can be very difficult to manage all those because of the fact that everything's based on IPs. And as the, the access lists get more complex and longer, there's just a lot of room for error. So that's where Cisco kind of came out with SDA uh, a couple of years ago with announcing with the intent-based networking. And the idea behind it was, hey, instead of trying to figure out how to create all of these ACLs to keep this VLAN from talking to this, to this VLAN, 
ultimately what your goal is, is to say, my intent is that these devices don't ever talk to these devices. Or if they do, it's only for things like DNS or DHCP, something like that, right? So the idea with SDA, and it sounds like the idea here with the Meraki Adaptive Policy, or MAP, I guess we can call it, right? Because we, we love acronyms here. Um, what we can, The idea here is that we can just basically create that intent and map it out and then let the devices handle. And it sounds like this is what we're doing in Meraki, which is really exciting to see that not only is the Meraki side of the house kind of imitating and and uh, copying what we're doing on the, the traditional Cisco side of the house for enterprise networks, but as you mentioned with the secure group tags, it's compatible with that as well. So if you do have a mixed environment where let's say you have traditional Cisco in the larger uh, larger office spaces or larger buildings and you have Meraki in the smaller offices and you want to be able to pass along certain things like secure group tags, integrate with ICE, it sounds like we can do that. So that's really exciting to hear, Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there there's the two flavors of this, right? So the first flavor is, like you said, if you've already got an existing infrastructure that understands these concepts, right? You already have maybe ICE set up. You already have groups set up within ICE that are, are posturing devices, et cetera, and applying the appropriate group tags. If you want to take Meraki at the access layer and say, hey, when someone plugs into this port and authenticates, I want you to assign that port this secure group tag, right? That's completely part of this system, right? Now, on the flip side of that, if you don't already have something like that stood up, right, you can use the Meraki dashboard to assign that. So you can actually provision a port and say, hey, if something plugs into this port, it's going to be an IoT device, right? And now apply that policy for IoT devices uh, that is the same policy that's applied at every single one of my locations, right? Uh, and likewise on our Wi-Fi 5 and Wi-Fi 6 access points, right? If you connect to this SSID, you are a guest and your traffic gets tagged with a secure group tag for guests and whatever else in the system that is enforcing that, whether it be ICE or uh, a Meraki MS390 down the line, um, that traffic now has that secure group tag uh, assigned to it. So Ryan, what are our options uh, for applying the SGTs? Is it, you know, one would be a port, but can you do like and, so like this port and in this IP range, or if it's coming in over an MR, you know, like uh, this IP range, this VLAN and so yeah, right right now it's on the port level or off an SSID, right? If you're looking at just having Meraki assign it, right? Because of course we can understand this uh, from Radius, right? Like you can tell us what the SGT should be and we'll apply that SGT dynamically on a port by port or client by client basis. But um, yeah, it, it, we can either get the information from, from ICE, Radius, et cetera, or we can tell a port what SGT it belongs to. Okay. Right, so that's the that would be the adaptive piece, right? Is that the the way a normal setup would work? We would have the uh, the port assigned to a specific VLAN, so anything that plugged into that port would be on that VLAN. But with adaptive policy, I can say, okay, this port is adaptive. If I plug in a device that's not registered or does not authenticate, then it goes on, let's say, the IoT network. But if I plug in a corporate device, then it goes on the corporate secure VLAN. Uh, and the idea here is more security because how many times do we walk into a building where there are, in, let's say in a conference room, network jacks on the wall, 
And there's really nothing keeping anyone from just plugging in any kind of device, a laptop, a Raspberry Pi, whatever. Uh, this takes and, you know, would help secure that while still allowing for, uh, you know, let's say a corporate device to be plugged into that port if they, you know, are so authenticated and if the proper um, authentication requirements were met, like certificates, usernames, et cetera. So really cool. So this, um, yeah, this, uh, this adaptive policy launch, right? So there's a couple things that you're going to need um, to, to utilize this. So um, let's talk about what platforms support this, right? So the first one is there is some backwards compatibility with our Wi-Fi line, right? So not only will the brand new Wi-Fi 6 APs support this, but the entire line of Wi-Fi 5 APs will support this. So this, if you're thinking in terms of model numbers, the MR42s, uh, the the 52s, right? And not only those, but also the new, um, you know, 46s, 56s, etc. So um, those those APs all support this. Uh, now the only switch that's in the Meraki portfolio that supports this is of course the MS390. So um, there are some of those caveats. Um, it, in order to use this functionality, you do have to have some of those platforms. So Ryan, what about licensing? Uh, does this come with all licensing tiers or do you need to worry about that as well? Yeah, so that's a great question. So uh, with this launch, there is uh, coming some new licensing structures for the Meraki access points and the switches. So um, if you've been a Meraki customer for a long time, on the switching and on the on the wireless side, we've only had traditionally one tier of licensing. Um, on our security appliances, we've had multiple tiers. So we've always had an enterprise and, a, and an advanced security um, skew for, for the licensing there. Um, now that advanced concept is now coming over to the switching line and the access point line. So, um, there are a couple things that you're going to get in addition to that. So like, let's take, for example, on the, uh, MR access points. So once you convert over to uh, an advanced SKU, um, you're not only going to get access to this adaptive policy engine, that's also going to include Cisco umbrella integration. So um, it's not just the adaptive policy that's included there. On the switching side, um, this is part of a, a new line of security-focused features um, that are going to be included with the uh, advanced SKU. So um, adaptive policy, of course, is the first one. Um, that is going to be one of the kind of the key points of uh, the Meraki uh, advanced SKU for switching. But then there's going to be other things, right? So, for example, uh, we have a new functionality coming out called Secure Connect. Um, the idea behind this being uh, if you're standing up an office, right, um, and, you know, you're, you have your IDF and you have a bunch of switches in there and you have your, your cabling folks or whoever hanging APs uh, and they just go into the, the closet and they just patch in uh, into any one of those ports, right? Um, traditionally, you'd have to allocate, hey, these four ports, these are the Wi-Fi ports, Right, and if someone didn't plug an AP into that port, it's not going to be provisioned correctly. Maybe it's not getting DHCP. Maybe it's not online. You can't control it, etc. So there had to be quite a bit of planning that went into that. Uh, with Meraki Secure Connect, what we do is we basically tell the switch, like, "Hey, if you detect a Meraki access point uh, plugged in, go ahead and configure that port 
per this profile, right? So you can change it from uh, access port to a trunk port with these allowed VLANs, et cetera, right? So Secure Connect is, a, is another feature that's going to be included uh, as part of the advanced tier. So, um, so yeah, that, the Adaptive Policy Engine is going to require that advanced SKU, and there's really easy migration paths between them, right? So if you want to move from the Enterprise SKU to the Advanced SKU, we can not only give that to you on a trial basis, right? So you can test out the new features, uh, but you can also easily upgrade that yourself in the Meraki dashboard um, using the new Meraki per device licensing model. Awesome. So it sounds like what we're doing is pretty similar to the old MX licensing model where we had enterprise and then advanced for all the baked in security goodness. Uh, but now we're starting to do that across the Meraki line. Exactly. And, and the, the, you know, I, I think some uh, Meraki uh, purists, right, will say that, hey, this is complicating the Meraki licensing scheme, etc. Right. But I think on the flip side of that, it also just gives us flexibility, right? If you uh, are a office where you're, you're not um, enforcing that type of uh, granular policies, right? Like maybe you just have an internal network and you need access to the internet. We're not going to increase the cost of that, right? So you can stick with the enterprise license and have everything that Meraki's done up until this point and also things that's uh, moving forward, right? We're not saying but by introducing this fork in the road, we're not saying there's going to be no development uh, of features that will be included with the enterprise license, right? That's not what this is at all. Uh, but the security-focused features, right, that we're, we're building, um, those are going to be included as part of the advanced SKU. So taking taking us back to the adaptive policy for a second, um, we talked a bit about configuring it through Meraki. But a lot of our customers have mixed environments where a good example of this would be if they have Catalyst at the core and distribution layer, and then they use Meraki at the access layer and for their APs. So can you talk a little bit from the Meraki side, what it would look like if we were using ICE for our posturing and all of that, how Meraki would intercept that and interpret it uh, so the two could work together? Yeah, absolutely. So in that case, right, um, when you're not defining the policy within the Meraki dashboard, all Meraki has to do in that sense is assign the policy that you tell us, right? So that's where we can, we can uh, a device plugs into a switch, it does an 802.1x challenge, we reach out to ICE and say, hey, is this person good or bad? And they say, yep, they're good. And here's their parameters that they should be using, right? And part of those parameters could be this secure group tag. And now the MS390 being a device that understands that conceptually, right? We can assign that secure group tag and our job is done, right? Um, and likewise, when uh, a secure group tag um, is coming in uh, that we need to block, uh, we can actually sync between ICE and say, hey, this is a policy that is not allowed per ICE, and we need to enforce that, right? Uh, if we are the closest device, like maybe it came in through an access point plugged in on that switch, and now it's trying to egress through a port on that same switch, that's where we need to enforce that. So uh, there's some intuitive tools that allow us to sync uh, between ICE uh, and, and the Meraki side so that we can actually enforce that. Um, There'll be a lot more about this, but there's an actual uh, a supported tool 
um, that's going to be available for those customers that have that uh, that type of setup, right? So this will actually allow us to sync those policies between the adaptive policy engine and ICE, and there's nothing you need to do there, right? It's literally just uh, plug in an API key and you're off and running. Nice. Yeah, I was going to ask about that just because Meraki's inception, you know, conceptually cloud-based and ICE is usually not. So there's there's something in terms of an API key to to go ahead and synchronize that information. Exactly. Yeah, and it and it's being done in an extremely scalable way. So um, we don't. Uh, the concept of containerization is probably an entirely separate podcast. But we're actually going to be just be placing this within Docker, right? So you'd be able to pull a Docker image um, that has all the tool sets and is boot. It boots up. It runs. Um, and does its job, right? So, um, yeah, there'll be, a, like I said, a, a supported tool set for those customers um, that's Meraki branded. It's part of. It's obviously not part of our dashboard because it's not hosted on our cloud instance. This is going to be uh, a tool that you would use internally. But, yeah, there's going to be a, a very scalable way to do that. Nice. So, Ryan, you've, you've kind of mentioned so far there's it's kind of limited availability. You've mentioned the MS390 and, and some of the access points. Um, what are, what else are we looking at, or is, is really that it in terms of uh, hardware compatibility with this uh, uh, Meraki adaptive policy? Yeah, so I mean, at this moment, those are the devices that support that, right? Um, and I think if you if you were to look at some tea leaves here, right, in terms of what Meraki's strategy is, the MS390 was a, a very strategic launch for us, right? So um, not to go into all the architecture behind that, but this is uh, using the Cisco Doppler ASIC. Um, it is a very common platform um, that is used within the, the Catalyst 9K series, for example. Um, and if you look at kind of uh, things that we want to do moving forward, it's going to be building off of that architecture, right? So this idea of the way that Meraki used to run its switching business, um, it is uh, like fundamentally changing, right? So we are aligning closer to how Cisco develops its products uh, on the switching side. We're using those actual hardware components. And so there'll be no, I have no doubt in my mind that there will be future platforms that support this, right? Uh, at the moment, though, and for the time being, it is going to be the MS390 and the Wi-Fi 5 and 6 APs. And then lastly, in terms of timing, right? So adaptive policy um, is being launched actually today. So today is... Uh, May 19th. Uh, and uh, it is actually launching today. So this is something that uh, you'll be able to actually procure the licensing for, etc. Um, now, it is still a, a feature that is ch uh, changing quite a bit. We're, we're in the phase where we say, hey, here's this really cool thing we've come up with. Go play with it. Give us some feedback, right? Where does this work? What is this? Where does this not work? What do you want to see out of it? Um, that's been the Meraki development model forever, so we're we're still very much in that phase. But um, it is something that we're very confident in, and uh, you know, it's going to be, I think, a really positive way uh, to help manage the complexity of secure group tags, but uh, making it more palatable for folks who who uh, maybe don't need all that complexity. Nice. So GA today, um, and of course the MS390 and Wi-Fi five and six access points uh, will support this. So this is uh, this is exciting stuff. What about in terms of like the competitive side? I mean, obviously 
you know, usually it's it's Cisco versus Meraki, right? <laughs> We're kind of comparing two things, but it looks like on this one we've actually really kind of teamed up and and come together with uh, like an either or solution where you really can choose either you know traditional Cisco um, or Meraki or even even integrate both of them to make this piece work. But on the competitive side here, you know, without mentioning names here, are we really seeing a lot of other companies kind of in this game, playing this game and, and doing this uh, in a similar way to what we're doing with Meraki? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think a lot of companies are going to have their own answer to how to do this, right? Like maybe it's orchestration tools or maybe, um, you know, it, it is templates or, you know, maybe it's uh, structures like that, right? Like let's give you – yeah, maybe we can't change the way that you define policy, but we can make it easier for you to roll policy out, right? Uh, but this is where Cisco, right, and being that kind of uh, that secure group tag, being part of the Cisco ecosystem, right? Um, this is a, a traditionally Cisco concept, right? So uh, the, this type of security, I think, is things that people really haven't thought of. They've just been relying on ACLs to, to do things, and they've they've it's an, been a necessary evil uh, to manage those things that they can uh, counter with things like scripting, orchestration, that kind of stuff. Right. So um, we're trying to still provide tools. If you still want to manage it that way, you absolutely can. But let's see if we can simplify things even more. Yeah, no, it makes it makes a lot of sense. And uh, of course, doing it the the Meraki way with everything in the cloud just makes it that much easier and to be able to just put together a policy that says, hey, I don't want this to talk to this uh, or you can only go on to this VLAN if you're authenticated here. Uh, it just it just makes things that much more secure. And I think the secure group tagging is the way to go forward. And of course, for a lot of customers looking at that, they may see, you know, TrustSec and SGT as the most secure way to do things. But, you know, it comes with the Cisco complexity, right? It comes with, oh, well, I need this and I need that. And it's, it's a usually a, a, a big uh, bite to chew. But it sounds like with Meraki and, and our way of doing this with the um, adaptive policy, it's... Uh, it, it makes it a bit of an easier swallow. Let me ask you this, because I don't know if um, this was mentioned already. Um, does the Meraki adaptive policy require something like ICE to make it work? It does not. So if you do not already have a, a system where you've defined policy and you you have groups of users that you're assigning to these different policies, you can wholly contain adaptive policy within the Meraki dashboard, right? Um, now, in that sense, it's not as dynamic, right? It, it, it is right. like if you don't have, if you have uh, accounting and you have finance and you have sales and you have guests and they all have their own groups that you're relying on, right? Um, yes, we can do that by having them just connect wirelessly and have give them different SSIDs to connect to. But if these users are all coming in and plugging into different switchboards, et cetera, those are, there's a little bit more setup that you're going to have to do essentially within the Meraki dashboard, but it is possible. Uh, okay. If you have something like ICE, right, that makes it more scalable uh, and it makes it easier for you to dynamically change these groups. What if you need to add um, more users to it, et cetera? ICE obviously makes that a little bit more scalable. Right. OK, so you, it's it's not a requirement, but it's definitely recommended for scalability and uh, much more configuration. 
Yep, absolutely. And also, we'll tell you that um, part of this launch today, right, we're we're launching the new Wi-Fi 6 Outdoor APs, um, but we're also launching a whole new website. So if you haven't been to Meraki.com, there is now a whole new website and actually featured as part of the solutions there is this security feature set. And as part of that security feature set, adaptive policy is is very much featured there. Um, We have entire webinars that will actually demo it for you top to bottom, um, talk about all the integrations. So if this is something that is definitely kind of interesting you, um, then definitely make sure you check out those webinars because they'll be it'll be in a medium that we can actually show you some things. (laughs) Nice, nice. Yeah, we'll be sure to include some links in the show notes there for uh, people that want to learn more about this and actually see it in in action. I think uh, I think I'll be joining one of those pretty soon. So make sure you let me know when uh, when the next webinar on that is. And I, yeah, I just loaded up the new website. Wow. Okay. Did you design this, Ryan? I did not. I do like the font though. Uh, I'm a big yeah, fan. The font is nice. The font is nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very cool. Uh, Brian, any other questions you wanted to ask, Mr. Harami? Yeah, uh, and Ryan, you can be vague about answering this, but um, future roadmap stuff. What is the integration with ICE look like? Are there plans for you know tighter integration, maybe through one dashboard, or do you think we're going to keep it the way it is? Yeah, I mean that part's a little uh, harder to understand. I think um, I, like if you look at just like the the strategy that has been in place for some time, right? Like not just with ICE, but like things like with Umbrella, etc. Right? Um, I, I think the 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 strategy has been, hey, where where can we pull in functionality? Where can we just say, hey, here's an API key, tell us what to do, right? Um, API keys are the way that the easiest way that we can tie two systems together, right? Like if, if ICE wants to build a little Meraki nodule that you just throw an API key into and it, and it can execute commands, great. So our strategy is let's keep going 100 miles an hour building API endpoints so that as other business units within Cisco, if they hear customer feedback that their customers are wanting a tighter Meraki integration, that they can prioritize building out those modules. And we are there as this uh, web uh, interface, essentially, that is uh, scalable, that is uh, flexible enough for them to do whatever they want with. So our our whole goal right now is that we can't possibly imagine what all the different Cisco products, what they will hear from customers in terms of integration. All we can do is keep building API endpoints as fast as we possibly can so that every single button and knob that you see in the Meraki dashboard can be executed programmatically. And that can be meaning a customer builds their own little widgets or tools to do things. But it also means that as other Cisco products uh, build that tighter integration, they have all of that functionality available to them. Awesome. Very cool stuff, Ryan. Well, unless you had anything else you wanted to add, I think we can wrap this up. Ryan, was there anything you wanted to to add to close this out? Um, No, I think um, just remember, right? Um, Meraki has a very liberal trial program. So, you know, I understand that as something is kind of uh, a fundamental shift like this in terms of the way you manage, you know, access policies, et cetera, it's always going to bear out like some testing, right? You need to see it in action, right? So definitely make sure you check out the webinars. Um, hit your Meraki sales reps up for trials. We can ship you an MS390, a Wi-Fi 6AP, 
play around with it, define some policies, test it out, right? Only only you can really invent how this will change uh, how you manage your network. So um, yeah, definitely do not be shy about uh, asking for some trial gear. That that was very inspirational. Only you. It's it's like the smoking yeah. bear comment. Only you <laughs> yeah, can prevent forest fires. Exactly. We can only provide the Legos. You have to build the Lego thing that you want to build, right? Like we cannot build that thing for you. We do not know your business like you do. So we can only provide the building blocks and we have lots of building blocks to provide you. You have to plug it in. We can only provide yeah. the cord. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. All right, Ryan. Hey, great having you on again. Thank you so much for your time and uh, for diving into this with us. It's been uh, it's been great. And uh, we'll see you around. Make sure, as uh, Ryan said, hit your hit your Meraki uh, wrap up right upside the head and uh, he'll give you trial gear. <laughs> right. That's what you Excellent. said. Right? <laughs> yep, that's perfect. Yep. He or she will provide you trial gear. No questions asked. And if they give you any flack about it, tell them that Ryan said it's literally two buttons to to send out trial gear. So, yeah, it is. Uh, there. Let me de- demystify that entire process. It literally takes me two seconds to set up a Meraki trial. So if they complain at all, say you heard it on this podcast. Nice. Oh, boy. We're going to get some hate mail now. Great. Thanks again, Ryan. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, cool. So, uh, Brian, what did you think about all that? What was your uh, what was your take on that? Yeah, so I think that this is something that you know you and I and the rest of the SE community and our customers have been waiting for for a while. Just the <clears throat> the option to do some security at the uh, the access layer, the Wi Fi layer. So um, you know, and, and the integration with ICE that that's fantastic. So we can start to play around with mixed environments and and go on from there. Yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. The, the the issue has always been for as long as I've been here with kind of the Meraki versus Cisco, right? We especially in the beginning there, we were always kind of pitted against each other. And, you know, we do own Meraki. We are one Cisco company, but Meraki does things in a different way than Cisco does. And of course, Meraki's benefit and it's the thing that makes it make made it such an attractable purchase for Cisco is the cloud management is second to none, right? There, it, it does not get better than that. So Meraki had that going for itself, but on the platforms, there was always some limitations. When you started looking at kind of a, a Meraki versus traditional Cisco, and we, we talked about this just briefly last week with the SD-WAN stuff, you know, we can both do SD-WAN, but we do it differently. There are certain things that Viptela can do that Meraki can't. There's some limitations there. Meraki fits 95% of those use cases, but for the other 5%, you need to know how to navigate that. Mm-hmm. And in this case, specifically, when it came to things like ICE integration or you know, StealthWatch integration, for example, Meraki was never really a good fit. There was some things that we could do with ICE, and those they were, they were starting to become more and more because of the fact that ICE is standards-based when it comes to, to Radius and 802.1x, but... There was always those limitations there, and it's really cool to see, especially with the MS390 as really being the, the the first piece of hardware to start implementing some of Cisco's actual technology and actual silicone in it. Um, it's just really exciting to see. So I'm 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 happy to see this integration. I'm looking forward to seeing what this will become, along with kind of what the next hardware lineup will will show us in terms of. Um, you know, bringing a lot more of those uh, Cisco technologies into into the Meraki portfolio. So really exciting stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. Um, 
Brian, any uh, any final thoughts here while we uh, wrap this one up? None for me. I'm all set. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mr. Boyd. And thank you for listening to Conf T with your SE. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, a topic you'd like to suggest, please send us an email at hello at conftea.show. And if you like the show, please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues and giving us a rating and review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And if you're not already subscribed, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can get notified when we publish an episode every two weeks. Show notes for this episode can be found on our website at conft.show. That's C-O-N-F-T dot S-H-O-W. As always, stay safe out there, wash your hands, and don't forget to save that config.